Welcome, welcome back to Marking Out, the professional wrestling podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dean Walker, and today is April 27th, 2022. Uh, I am so sorry that you have to wait a whole week for another Wednesday night episode. I'm so sorry about that because I'm sure you're sitting there, you're begging, you're praying that that it's going to be Wednesday every day of the week every single day because you cannot stop listening to Wednesday Night Walker. It has taken over the world. Coffee Talk has taken over the world. We get it. We all get it. I get it. But uh, anyway, instead of just uh, fucking blabbering on about how great I am, uh, let's uh, let's get into what we're talking about today. All jokes aside, we're going to be talking about the amazing time uh, when I ran into a WWE superstar in the bathroom when I was a child, uh, not really a child, but like an early teenager, it was a weird moment. It was a weird time. I didn't talk to him. I didn't say anything. So that's just a heads up. It's not going to get into any dialogue. Um, but it was a very awkward moment because I didn't know who he was at first. And then I saw him on the show later on and I was like, holy shit. So, uh, that's a moment that we're going to get into. Uh, we're also getting, getting into a question that said, uh, what was it? Uh, is it better to rehearse your match or is it better to call it in the ring? So that's something I wanted to talk about for quite a while. And I don't know, somebody asked me it and I'm like, well, I guess right now is my chance. So we're going to get into that. Um, these uh, these days lately have been running in together. But, um, but last week, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh... That was last Wednesday. I believe I had Alex Owens on. He is one of my lifelong uh, childhood friends. And if you haven't noticed, we drank a little bit too much that last episode. And I don't mean coffee. All right. We were a little tipsy. Uh, we we were feeling it a little bit. And uh, we needed to shoot an episode. Very unprofessional of yours truly, Dean Walker. But I'm sorry. It will not happen again. No promises. We'll see what happens in the next episode. Um, uh, I got we got a lot of good reviews from you guys about Alex Owens being on the episode and how monotone he sounded. He sounded very monotone, and it's because he was trying to act as sober as he could. And you know, as the episode was going on, it got a little better since we were having a little bit of coffee. We were uh, snacking a little bit. It helped. Um, but anyway, I I think we're gonna have Alex on again. Uh, we have another. A handful of special guests that will be joining us eventually. It will happen. Wednesday Night Walker, Marking Out, all that kind of shit will be going down with a lot of guests. A lot of fun things to come. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. And uh, we we actually just bought a camera too. So we will be shooting for YouTube pretty soon. Because a lot of you guys are, are begging for a visual one. You guys are... But begging on your hands and knees for for a visual uh, for marking out. Some of you guys like to watch instead of listen. I get it. Um, so we'll be doing that. There's a lot, lot of things to get into. Uh, but yeah, today's episode, running into WWE Superstar in the bathroom. And is it better to call it in the ring or rehearse it? So let's get into that. But first, but first, let's get into coffee. Let's get into coffee talk. I know that's what you guys all want to be here for. I know that's what you guys all want to uh, listen for 
Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody clicks on this for coffee talk. That's what's funny about it is nobody asks for coffee talk, but I give coffee talk every single time. And I just get into this delusional state of mind that it is the greatest segment of all time. So let's get into that. Now that, that's a good cup of coffee. If you're wondering, I am drinking an Italian roast. And if you weren't wondering what I'm drinking, then you're not, you're not special. Then you're not Dean's favorite. Why are you here? Why did you click on Wednesday Night Walker knowing I talk about coffee in every single episode? Why did you do that to yourself? Why, why sit through coffee talk if you're a fake fan? Because of course you're wondering what I'm drinking. Of course that's why you're here. You wait seven days for another episode of coffee talk. Well, I'm here and I'm drinking a cup of coffee right now. It is the greatest cup of coffee that I think I've made this entire month. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this Italian roast. This dark, bold Italian roast. I have a dash of caramel cream. Not, not, not more than a dash, okay? If you, if you add a couple dashes, it's, it's pushing it. If you add almost more cream than coffee, it's, uh, it's, an, it's, it's milk with, with coffee in it. And don't get me started on whatever the fuck Starbucks, Dunkin', McDonald's, any any anybody who sells these milkshake looking drinks with drizzles on them and they say, "Hey, here's a cup of coffee." Don't insult me again. That is not coffee. That is the furthest thing from coffee. That is a coffee flavored milkshake. Why the fuck would you do that? You think coffee gives you the shits? Go ahead and drink one of those. Don't disrespect me. I take offense if I see you drinking some frappe looking bullshit. I will slap it out of your hand. I'll spit on your face. I'll push you down to the ground. And I will pin you one, two, three. Don't be a bitch. Drink a dark roast. Are you looking to renovate your home or business? Well, Prime Custom Renovations has your back. Prime Custom Renovations offers many interior and exterior work for your home and or business in Illinois and Wisconsin, and they would love to work for you. Go ahead and use promo code WALKER. That is promo code W-A-L-K-E-R to get your exclusive personal offer off of your project. You can reach them at PCRenovations2021 at gmail.com or give them a call at 224-908-8626. So let's talk about the time I ran into Camacho uh, while he was in the bathroom. Very weird situation, huh? Um, So... My, let's bring it back. My first ever uh, WWE event was back in 2008. 
Uh, I went to a live event with my dad, and then him and I also went in 2012 to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view where, um, you know, Sheamus was on the cover of it, and then uh, the um, the infamous moment where he, you know, beat Daniel Bryan in, like, what, 18 seconds, the next uh, pay-per-view at WrestleMania, I, I'm pretty sure that lines up, um, but... Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a it was a fun pay per view, the Elimination Chamber. It was also the one where, like, I don't know how it played on TV, but in the arena, everyone was going insane for Santino, because Santino was in the chamber and he was kind of like one of the random throwaway participants, because um, the Santino character wasn't taken serious to be a world champion, uh, but you know. Uh, the guy himself is great and he knows what he's doing. He's one of the, one of the, you know, one of the guys who actually can, can work with almost anyone and put on a great match and be entertaining. And he even has a school and he does all that shit. But anyway, um, you know, as the Santino gimmick, he was like almost winning at some point and the whole entire crowd was just going insane. So that was a, it was a really fun event. It was my, my first ever, like, televised event uh so to speak my first pay-per-view especially and uh it was fun shit man uh i had a great time going um this was like all uh 10 years ago almost exact yeah uh so it was a while ago you guys have seen um i'm sure you guys have all seen this pay-per-view at one point uh but it was it was decent i think alberto del rio came back or at least he showed up I think he, I think that was, I don't know. It was, a, I was, uh, I was, I was a lot younger at the time. My memory is a little, you know, back and forth. But anyway, uh, I remember going to the, the bathroom. It was more of like the backstage area. Not, not, not like backstage. How do I say this? Like the, um, it was just the arena. I don't know why I said backstage. I definitely did not fucking go backstage, but I was just in the arena and, you know, there were the, you know, I think there was a group of referees, there was a group of Spanish commentators, and I'm passing them and I'm going, whoa, this is so crazy. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the TV show, right? Because you grew up watching this and it's insane to see any of this in person. If you've ever gone to an event, it's, it's surreal, especially when you're a kid. Uh, definitely when you're a kid, it, it just, it fucks with your head a little bit. You're like, whoa, this is so crazy. Um, but I passed them on my way to go to the bathroom in the, uh, in the arena. And so I'm taking a, I'm taking a leak, right? Uh, my dad's like the stall, you know, to the side of me, uh, one down, like there's a space in between. And then some dude who's like super fucking jacked. He's wearing a, he's wearing a tank top. Uh, you know, he has like a beanie on and I think he had his beanie and sunglasses on. I don't know. He looked like did he? No, maybe he didn't. That seems a little too much. See, I was, I was like 12 years old at the time. Uh, he, anyway, he was fucking jacked as shit and he walks in and he, and he takes a piss next to us. Right. And so like my dad is like much bigger than I am at this point. And then this dude is just towering my dad and I'm going like, whoa, this guy's huge. Right. Um, and so he walks away you know, we all do our business, you know, we wash our hands and we leave. 
and uh, we go to our seats and we go to sit down. And in the opening match, the uh, the pre-show match, as uh, some may call it, right? Um, it was Huniko uh, uh, and Camacho coming out. And so, just a just a little uh, um, example, I uh, or backstory. I didn't really watch too much WWE from like you know in the 2011s because I just I, I don't know. I needed a break. I took a break. I I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird time. I didn't watch really too much at all. So I didn't know who Huniko uh, or Camacho was like at all. So it was uh, it was weird because when they when they popped up, I'm like, Dad, wasn't that the guy who was in the bathroom with us? And he's like, I think so. And we just started laughing about it. I'm like, this is so weird because that's the closest I've ever been to to an actual wrestler, right? And uh, then uh, you know we did the whole you know went to the uh, went to our seats, watched it, and they did good. Um, I forgot what happened exactly, who they faced. I don't, I don't, I really don't remember too much right now, but, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a weird moment. It was a very strange moment to, to be that up and close. Cause I've never gone to like meet and greets or I've never just ran into a wrestler or went to the airport and, and ended up, you know, bumping into one. Like it's never happened. So, you know, and when I went to the, to the live event back in 2008, I didn't see any. Or at least from my knowledge, I didn't notice. And uh, I was also like eight or nine, right? Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to, you know, tell that story because that was, uh, it's not the coolest thing. I mean, I didn't walk into, uh, you know, I didn't bump into John Cena or, uh, or you know, Bret Hart or uh, enter big name in here. It was, uh, you know, but it was, it was a WWE guy. It was cool. It was a, it was a. It was my first experience, and I realized just how large these guys are. Because a guy like Camacho wasn't the size of, uh, you know, Big Show, right? And so I was like, Jesus Christ, can you imagine how how, uh, how large Big Show is? You know, if uh, if he towers over Camacho, and it just it put in perspective how fucking large these guys were, and uh, how far I had to come in order to be as big as them. So, uh, you know, 12 year old me was like, I gotta, I gotta start working out. I gotta grow more. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get ready. Um, cause you know, this was my dream. And also this was the first time that I, I was really up and close, uh, up close to the, to the ring, which was huge compared to what I thought it would be, you know? And, um, cause I went to the, I went to this live event, like I said, in 2008, or I think that I mentioned, but yeah, I went, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I, I went to the live event in 2008 and I didn't get like, I was on the floor, but I was more in the back row of the floor. Um, so everything was kind of, uh, kind of fuzzy. Everything was a little far away and I never really went up and close to it. Cause there was a lot of people up there and I just didn't want to bother anyone. I was a little kid and I, you know, fucking social anxiety. I was like, I just want to get out of here. Even though I wanted to jump, jump directly into that ring or at least stand near it. I, uh, I just said, fuck it. So I didn't, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just thinking about how large the ring was or, you know, bumping into a guy from WWE and being like, wow, this dude is huge. It's like, it's just larger than life. It's like, these guys are like fucking, um, 
the business and the people in it are just huge. And I'm like this tiny little kid. And it just like, I was like, wow, I don't know. It was just a lot. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if that's a weird story. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the largest guy nowadays. Like I'm not, you know, huge. Uh, I'm, I'm more like, uh, what, what is my build? Uh, like six, one, two twenty five. I mean, I'm like normal, I guess. I'm not short, but I'm not super tall. I'm just like, I'm normal. You know, I grew, I grew to be normal and, uh, worked out to be, you know, average, but, uh, you know, just, uh, that, that's, you know, meaningless. I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent, but yeah, that was the time that I ran in to my first ever, uh, wrestler in, uh, in real life. It was Camacho. So, uh, very interesting shit, huh? All right, so we we actually got a question in that said, hey, do you think calling it in the ring is better or do you think uh, rehearsing every single part of your match is better? And uh, before I get into it, if you do want to ask a question or have us, you know, read something out loud and give our opinions on it or whatever the case may be, uh, that's askmarkingout at gmail.com. And uh, if you need help, it's in the podcast description. All the podcast descriptions will have our social media and our emails and everywhere that you can to reach us. So go ahead and do that because then you could uh, you could have your question read out loud on the episode. And this one, this one is different. This one is, I think it it's going to take a minute to answer. There's a lot of components to it. So I'm making it a whole segment. All right. Um, but I'm actually glad we got this question because I think about it all the time and I try to figure out, you know, is it best to, to rehearse everything and, uh, or, or should I just call it in the ring? Like everything, not even just call spots, which calling spots is something that's very normal. Um, and it, and it kind of goes into the rehearsal part and it's, it's a very messy situation. It's hard to explain these kind of things, but I'm going to do the best I can. So for me personally, what I like to do is I like to, I like to have a few spots in mind. Okay. Like, um, you may know my comeback spot and that's something that I would do in every match and you'll, you'll know what it is, but I'll go over it with you beforehand or, uh, you, we may rehearse the cutoff, um, which uh, you know, is a, is a big part of the match to where I will, you know, you'll be doing something and like the word is, I'll cut it off. I'll cut you off. I'll get into my shit. Um, it's typically from, from what I am understanding of it, uh, from what, from the matches I've put together, we usually do the cutoff as, you know, uh, say the baby face is, you know, he's doing it shine. He's shining. He's doing the shine. Um, and then I'll do the cutoff cause I'm usually the heel. I'll do the cutoff and I'll start beating him down or, you know, whatever the fuck we, we come up with. Right. Um, and I will try to call that spot, um, in the back and then call it in the ring later on and go back to it. Uh, there's, like I said, there's a few spots or false finishes, um, my finish or their finish. 
uh, maybe, you know, the beginning of the match and how we're going to, you know, lock up or what if we're just, what if I'm just going to attack from behind and things like that, you should always call in the back because then it's just going to look way too messy or way too, uh, 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 it's not going to look smooth enough out in the ring in front of the crowd or, or especially TV. And you want to make sure that everything is called in the back to to prepare for that. But, but hear me out, you should not rehearse your entire match. I think you can have ideas. I think you can have spots. I think you can try to figure it out a little bit in the back. But if you continue to do your entire rehearsed uh, match in front of the fans. My my biggest example is, let's say the crowd is bored out of their fucking minds, right? And what the crowd needs is a huge cutoff, and it needs the heel to attack the babyface as much as he can. Maybe the heel needs to go and... Um, and uh, verbally assault the the front row member sitting right there to get the crowd um, heated up and on fire and angry at the heel. Uh, anything, really. It could be anything. Or maybe even just fighting with the ref or fighting with the commentators. Or The heel can be um, really doing anything to get heat. It doesn't matter. Just whatever he chooses in the moment. But that's not that's not the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, it's, it's just, you have to know where the crowd is, right? So if, if, if the, if the producer or the, the, or the guy just running the show, the guy who owns the show, if he says, Hey, I want the, I want the face to go over, but I want the heel to really shine in this match. I want the, I want the face to win because I want him to look stronger. I want him to be pushed to the, the, the title, uh, at the end of this month. But for the heel, I want him to, I want him to shine, um, and get as much heat as he can, because I want to be using him later on. So I want to, I want, I want to build up the heel and the face at the same time. But the face needs to go over because I'm pushing the face first, and the heel is the guy in the back pocket. But I want him to be uh, as hated as he can. I want him to get as much heat as he can. And that's what you're left with. So then you're sitting there and you're going, okay, let's put together a few spots of how to do this, right? And let's say that the heel spot is I'm going to put you in the corner and I'm going to stomp you out and I'm going to give it all I can, all I can, uh, all I can give, right? And the crowd just doesn't care. So what are you going to do? Are you going to, you know, apologize and go, oh, sorry, I messed up my spot. Let me do something else. No, it's live. You're in front of a crowd. You can't, there's no, you can't take it back. They don't care. So uh, move on, do something else. Okay. Uh, what about maybe uh, taking the baby face, picking him up, giving him a couple suplexes, and then brawl on the floor? Like you start punching them a lot uh, while he's laying down on the floor. The crowd's still not reacting. Okay, now what? All right, obviously the crowd just isn't, for some reason, caring that the babyface is getting injured. They don't give a shit. Uh, so as as a heel, and you're trying to get some heat, 
you want to get the you want to get the crowd reaction that you need go out to the ring i'm sorry go out to the, the to the ringside floor and uh you know verbally fucking go after someone or maybe uh, insult everyone in the crowd at once maybe say oh uh, this city sucks i don't know be you can be generic go ahead um try and what we would call that is cheap heat or really just do whatever you want to do to get that heat right because that's the point of your role you're trying to get the heat and you're trying to get the baby face over and for some reason the crowd just won't care that you're you know pummeling him in the corner uh i'm not saying that's you know that 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 could be an indication they don't care about the baby face and then the face isn't doing his job he needs to be a little bit more out there maybe they don't care about him uh and that's you know that's everyone's job to get him over even the heel but let's that's another fucking topic i'm not talking about how to get over i'm just saying for for the heat in the match how would the heel get it and you have to try new things you have to try other things but if you rehearse a match in the back and do it from a b c d and you you are not getting the reactions you want to get what are you going to do just go along and do say you do a and b and the crowd is just not into it so what are you going to do cd no no what you do is you you leave cd for the end but you throw in e or you throw in f maybe even g i don't give a fuck but you throw something extra in the center, right? You may be throwing uh, four extra things in that you don't call in the back because you don't want to go over time, so you don't want to throw in a ton of extra spots that are going to take up a lot of time and then get yelled at for going over time, especially if you're doing TV. But have a handful of minutes that are not planned, is, is basically what I'm saying. And like I said, this is all over the place. It's hard to explain. It's easy to explain if I'm in the ring and I'm showing somebody and training somebody, but always have a few minutes to spare. And those few minutes can get eaten up very quick. So choose them wisely. And if the crowd is not into what you're doing, then try something else. Because you have to get that reaction. You cannot just move on to your next spot. You have to get that fucking reaction. Because that's the most important part of your job. Nobody cares about how many super kicks you can give. Okay? The only reason they care is because you're over. If you're over, it could be a super kick. It could be a chop. It could be a suplex. It could be punches, kicks, slaps, spanks. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, Mick Foley was super fucking over, and his finisher was just a sock going into someone's mouth, okay? It's a very strange finish, all right? Or you have a finisher that looks badass like the Tombstone pile driver, right? I mean, just think about it, okay? They're both over, and they both got a lot of reactions for two very different style moves. So... If you're not over and you put on a great match, it doesn't matter. But if you're over and you put on an okay match, it, it, again, it, it, it doesn't matter because what you do in the ring, it, it, it matters to, to a certain degree. But like I said, you have to get over first. 
okay? You have to get over first and because it's it's entertainment. All right, and I'm not saying everything is, oh, I'm a I'm a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer. I'm not getting into that fucking shit. So uh leave that at the door, all right? <laughs> but um I'll joke aside, what I'm what I'm getting at is you have to be over. I can't say that enough. I don't know how many times I could say that you have to get over with the crowd. So for me, what I do is like I said, I leave a few minutes um to spare and I leave it out in the air. So if I don't get that reaction that I want, I try something else. If I do get the reaction that I want, then I have a few minutes to spare to where I can do similar things to keep bringing that heat on me or keep letting that baby face shine, right? And that's the that's the important part of the match, to, to have both guys somehow get over a little bit and just keep on building. And that's why if, you know, if someone's doing a, a job or an enhancement job or whatever the fuck you want to call it, whether you're a job or enhancement talent anyway, whatever, like a squash match, it doesn't do too much justice because it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, you're strong, but why? Like, it, it's not going to give you that many brownie points because we don't know who the fuck this guy is. And he's barely giving any, uh, any uh, offense, right? It's all just like... It's all him just getting his ass whooped for about 30 seconds, right? So that's why in my matches I try to get both people over. Because I want to show it doesn't it doesn't matter who wins or loses as long as the two guys in the match are you know or a tag team or whatever the hell but the but the um the guys working the match get over. All right? So to to I guess answer the question a little bit more um simply Simply put, uh, you you have to try to have a few spots in mind that you know will work if you guys get over. But the spots that will get you over or will get you heat or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, or let you shine if you're the face, you know, whatever that case may be, you have to play it more by ear than anything else. I think you can, you can have a few spots in your head and if you're not getting over, you can tell the other guy, hey, let's go to this spot because we need to try this because the other one didn't work. You always need a plan B, maybe even a plan C. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not super difficult to call it in the ring. A lot of guys are just, they're, they're um, anxious about it. But once you do it a few times, it's really, it really ain't that bad. It's just, you have a guy who's leading the dance and you fucking, you fucking either go with it or you're leading it. Just, uh... I either lead it or follow it and just make it work. Listen to what they say. Remember what those moves are. Cause if they go, Oh, do a, do a whatever move. And you go, what the fuck is that? You know, you don't want that to happen either. So just go over it a little bit in the back to come up with examples, but do not come up with an ABCD list and only do that. Come up with ideas, figure out what to do and then call it in the ring. If you need it to change, that's, that's, the key is to do a little bit of both. You can't just go in there without knowing anything and then going, all right, uh, give me an, give me an arm lock. Uh, put me, put me in another different, you know, position to where I, I look like I'm going to tap out. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fight out now. Um, and then I'm going to push you away. Okay. Uh, go for, go for a kick. I'm going to duck and then I'm going to punch you. If you just fucking, it doesn't, it's, it's difficult as fuck to do that. And I know a lot of the legends are, a lot of the uh, older guys, they'll they'll do that. 
and it works. It works for them, and, you know, a lot of those guys are, you know, Hall of Famers now, and I get it. You know, I get that it works. I get that you can do that. Um, congratulations. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I can, you know, make it work. Um, I'm sure I can do it. But I always love to have at least a couple um, spots in my back pocket that I know that we can do or I know that will work in case the other one doesn't work. And it's just, it's easier to know a few spots and to also call it in the ring um, in the same match, just do both. Um, so that's, that's my opinion. Uh, I'm just one guy. I'm just one guy giving his answer. I'm just one guy giving his opinion. I'm sure if you ask someone else, they're going to say you have to do ABCD. Um, and they're going to just disregard the whole fact of what I said, that if the crowd's not into it, you know, that you need to change it up. And uh, that's why a lot of guys fail because they're not getting the reactions they need to be. And they're just still doing all their spots and not giving a fuck because it's, I don't know. They, I don't, I don't know. They just don't understand the business uh, because the business is about just getting reactions, getting the crowd into it, not about doing every single spot. But some guys will say that some guys will say, Oh, I just do my spots and I, I leave. They're never going to get over, okay? And if they do, it's a fucking miracle. Um, you may ask me, who, you know my answer. You may ask another guy who says you call it only in the ring and do nothing else. Uh, it's just, it depends how you work. But most importantly, I think as long as you get that fucking reaction, then that's all that matters. Hey, this is Dean. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. If you haven't already, please give a rating and a written review on wherever you listen to this podcast. It would greatly help us out. If you want to follow our social medias, we are on Instagram at MarkingOutPod. We are on Twitter at PodMarkingOut. I am at 99DeanWalker. Cordell is at Cordell Ponson. And our YouTube and email link will be down below. Again, thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you in the next one.